It's the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Let's see if we can do a little bit better than last week. Here we go. We're going to cut that intro a little bit short. It is Friday. It is the 10th of January, one day before divisional playoffs start. I am your, I am your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13, R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. I am tired as fuck, guys. I only got three hours of sleep after working a 60-hour week with what... I can only perceive to be the start of bronchitis. So we're going to get through this as quickly as possible. We do have to go over last week. Um, Real quick, just the strategy that I went through last week, which I do believe is actually in play for this week as well. Um, But take it for what what you will. Last week's strategy was to fade the top end running backs and go a little bit value pay up at the wide receiver spots um did not work out in total now i believe it would have worked out okay if you know i'd pick sony michelle if the new england patriots would have decided that they wanted to actually run block um while they were in the red zone from the five yard five-yard marker into the end zone and uh, gave Michelle a chance to actually score a touchdown. It might have actually worked out. Um, But uh, it didn't. The top-end guys just exploded. Uh, Kamara was a bit of a fail, except if you're on DK, he was okay. Uh, Paying up for Michael Thomas did not work because the um, Saints – not really doing their part as far as fantasy wise um team as a whole scored points but uh was just completely spread around um outside of like say Taysom Hill there really wasn't a guy that you absolutely had to have from the Saints side uh which was a bit of a problem so um I'm going to take a look at the matchups and see if the strategy is what we want to do again. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, well, I don't know. It didn't work last week, so we'll see what happens. But uh, let's get it going. Let's start with Saturday games. Uh, well, I guess first thing first. Um, Saturday, Sunday, the Saturday only and the Sunday only slates. I We do have Yahoo pricing for just the two-game slates if you want to play over there. Uh, you'll notice them at the bottom of the spreadsheet. We have the start out with the four-game slate and then work with the Saturday only 
and the Sunday only. I will attempt to update them throughout the weekend, uh, specifically for, like, say, the Sunday one when we get into tomorrow and the games have already started and we can't do anything on Saturday. So, um, so yeah, so let's start here. Uh, we have Minnesota at San Francisco, 435 Eastern start time. Uh, opened with San Francisco as a seven-point favorite, 46 over under. The San Francisco 49ers have stayed as a seven-point favorite, but the over-under has dropped to 44.5. Um, I think that total is about right. Um, but I will side a bit more with the San Francisco side versus the Minnesota side. Um, we do have Adam Thielen questionable. Um, he's had an ankle issue i don't know if he had something cleaned up or something in that ankle but he's got stitches in there and they've kept him off his feet all week and he's not supposed to actually do any type of uh movement on his feet until tomorrow when the game starts so that's a big deal uh Thielen is down um he's expected to play uh they said by all accounts he's going to play but that does put me um, even in a bad matchup, that does actually put me more on a little bit more on Delvin Cook. Um, in this matchup, now whether or not I actually go with him uh, is something that we need to see. But um, should get a high usage workload, which is something that you know really should have thought about last week with both him and Derrick Henry it's just whether or not we want to pay up for them again um and now you're going to have more and more people on them so we'll take a look we'll see what's going on there he's really about the only other guy outside of Stefan Diggs um that I would probably consider from the Minnesota side now the San Francisco 49ers did get Quan Alexander back this week. Uh, he is for sure playing. Uh, he's linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers. So that does give me some pause because they were better against the run when Alexander was in there. And now you also have D Ford, uh, who is questionable, but is expected to play this week as well. So that's going to add to the pass rush, uh, which has already been good even without him. Uh, but now you have it coming back on the other side. So definitely something to consider with with Cook. Uh, if we go to the 49ers side, I guess you could make it, you can make a case for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, against this defense. And uh, it's just, I think, in my opinion, that the 49ers run heavy offense. I think they can get it done on the ground. Now, Raheem Mostert would be in play here, of course, but uh, I would expect a little bit from Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman. Um, but Raheem Mostert has been getting the bulk of the carries. Uh, definitely, you know, if you're going cash or GPP, he would be more of a GPP versus a cash every week. Um but definitely somebody to consider. Um, the reason why I think you could consider Garoppolo 
is because there's a couple of wide receivers that I really, really like. Uh, one more than the other. Now, the first one would be Emmanuel Sanders. Should be coming out of the slot. Um, actually, no. I, I apologize. Uh, he'll be opposite of Debo Samuel. He'll actually have Mike Hughes. You'd have Kendrick Borden in the slot. Uh, Kendrick Bourne would be facing Andrew Sandejo. Um, and he does have a matchup advantage in that contest with Sandejo. But um, I actually like Sandejo in there better than I like um, Mackenzie Alexander, who is out for this week. Um, so I'm not going to pay down for Kendrick Bourne, but I will look at uh, Debo Samuel on the outside. He's going to get Xavier Rhodes. Uh, he's going to be the top option. He's probably going to be chalky, uh, but I don't really care in this matchup. So uh, definitely something to consider here. And then you can look at Sarah. I, it, in my opinion, if we have – what the fuck? In my opinion, if you have uh, – if you do like the San Francisco side, um, especially if you're doing re- – if you're liking Mostert, then you're probably liking the San Francisco defense. Um, so we'll install them and go ahead and just move on to uh, the late game, which is the Tennessee at Baltimore game. I don't know why the East Coast game has to be the late game. You would think it would be the earlier one, but it is what it is. Uh, Lions opened up Baltimore, 10 point favorite, 48 and a half over under. Both have dropped. Baltimore is. Now only a nine-point favorite, uh, 47 over under. So uh, we saw last week that uh, no matter how the game was going to go, they were going to go and ride Derrick Henry into the ground. Uh, You can expect that again this week. The DVOA isn't that bad. Um for Henry. It's a 19 DVOA for the Baltimore Ravens against running backs on the ground. Um, Seventh against running backs in the uh, passing game. Eighth in the DVP rating. Uh, 17.2 points allowed on FanDuel. 19.7 allowed on DK. (coughs) I actually like Derrick Henry a bit more than I like Dalvin Cook. Now you're going to have to pay a shit ton for him, and that's probably where the advantage comes in here. Um, if you're going to pay, I think if you're going to pay up for for the running back, you know, from the two from last week at least, um, you're definitely looking at Derrick Henry. I think um, on either side, he should actually be on DK. I bet you about. Uh, mess a lot of people are going to go more towards the Dalvin Cook route don't necessarily disagree with it but we need to take I need to take a look inside like I said Quan Alexander being back uh, people could uh, be fooled by the numbers late in the season uh, seeing that you know running backs have been having success against them uh, primarily on a weekend 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 basis the only wide receiver I will consider is A.J. Brown. Uh, it was 
actually pretty highly owned last week, and it was a terrible matchup. He gets a little bit of a better matchup this week, although it's not that great. Um, Baltimore, you know, really helps out their corners and safeties and coverage. It's kind of more of a team effort. Uh, they're six in DVOA against wide receiver ones, which A.G. Brown is. Uh, but they do, you know, they're middle of the road as far as points allowed to wide receivers, be it 14th in the DVP, 26.8 on FanDuel, 34 on DK average. Um, the best spot for them to attack. Now, this is really going to be a fucking shot in the dark. If you're going to do it, because this is you're not going to have Tannehill passing that much, uh, which of course we saw last week. So, uh, but it is quite possible to take a shot on AJ Brown because Jimmy Smith does get beat uh, by taller, faster receivers on occasion. But uh, um, like I said, it's going to be it's going to be few and far between. You're really taking a shot here. It'd be kind of like running Marquise Brown on the other side uh, for Baltimore. Uh, but at least you're getting the discount, I think, on Brown, which is kind of why I like him for Baltimore. Uh, not my favorite play by far on Baltimore because it's going. This is. This is going to be a real fucking boring game, and I don't know why they didn't put this. I mean, if you like defense, you're going to love it, but um, I, that's why I don't know why this one wasn't first um, on the day. I'm still kind of surprised that the over-under sitting at 47. I'm wondering if that's going to drop. Um, but, I mean, it just means that they're really heavy on Baltimore. Um you know, you look at the quarterback position, the real question is, you know, we like Lamar Jackson. We know he's not going to be passing a ton. Uh, but is it worth paying his exorbitant price on all the slates to get a hold of him, to get that rushing ability? Tennessee is 21st in pass defense, uh, DVOA. 18th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 18.2 on FanDuel and 19.4 on DK. So, I mean, if you were running like a cash lineup and you could fit Lamar Jackson, I mean, he'd be about the safest play on the board. So, uh, definitely do not hate him. Now, on the other side, you could take a look at, or on the other side, ugh. Long side, Lamar Jackson, you can take a look at Mark Ingram. He is currently... Uh, questionable um ex expect him to play of course if mark ingram would play then you know what happens and we get gus edwards uh being complete chalk here now tennessee is 10th in rush defense um you know points a lot on the ground or points a lot on the ground Ugh. they're 10th against running backs on the ground uh 23rd against running backs through the air um so they get beat more by, you know, pass catcher running backs. We saw that last week with uh, 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 James White. Uh, but they do have a tendency to give up yards on the ground. New England was doing a really good job until, for whatever fucking reason, they wanted to get away from it. Uh, 
they'd only run, you know, in between the 20s rather than uh, in the end zone. They couldn't block with shit. So, I don't know, super close game. Uh, should have been a little bit better. But uh, FanDuel points per game allowed to running backs, uh, 22.2. DraftKings, 26.1. They have the advantage on the O-line. So, Mark Ingram's definitely in play if he's playing. Uh, did say I like Marquise Brown. Already have him. Should have a Dory. Might have. It's going to be a crapshoot, man, because they keep switching these run, uh, corners around, but it looks like they should have a Dory Jackson, uh, he, which Jackson holds the advantage by a little bit. So, but, uh, you know, secondary, tertiary, wide receivers, I'm really not straying there. I don't think you have to. Uh, started seeing kind of a bit more in tournaments that, you know, the chalkier plays were kind of working. At least, you know, better plays as far as better players uh, tend to do better than, you know, the, I would, uh, you know, pay up for all these studs and then uh, just use this guy who may get involved or may not. So uh, tight end, you can definitely look at Mark Andrews. Installed here. Um, we like using our tight ends against uh, Tennessee. We have all year. Uh, 20th in DVOA against the tight end. 28th in points allowed to the tight end position. So this is going to be a pretty chalky play. He's not the top uh, highest priced tight end because he's behind Kittle and uh, Kelsey. So you can expect the ownership. Uh, they allow 11.4 points per game on FanDuel, 14.2 points allowed on DK. You'll have Kevin Byard covering him. Um, I don't know if I could pay up for the Baltimore Ravens defense, even though it's a game that's going to be kind of slowed down because uh, you're completely paying up for the defense. Gonna, I think you want to pay down a little bit. That's why I kind of like uh, San Francisco a little bit more. Of course, most of these plays are for, you know, the four-game slate. So anything for the two-game Saturday-only slate, I'll see if there's any more possibilities, you know, uh, any type of cheap cheaper values, uh, stuff to fit in there. Um, but really, I mean, it's kind of why I like Jimmy Garoppolo because I think if he wanted to get off of the Lamar Jackson chalk, um, on the two gamer, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. Let me check what the price. <coughs> yeah, Jimmy G is going to come right underneath Lamar Jackson. Uh, let's see, seventy nine hundred twenty seven dollars, and then fifty six hundred. He's actually third on DK. That falls. Yeah, you're you're getting a considerable discount from Lamar Jackson. So. On a two-game slate, uh, I don't mind using Garoppolo, although I'd like to pay up for Jackson if I can. I think Garoppolo actually might become chalkier on the two-gamer. So I have to take a look at that. I actually have to build some lineups and see what's going on there. All right, let's get on to Sunday. You got Houston at Kansas City. Uh, open with Kansas City being a nine-point favorite. 
49 over under. Uh, both totals have gone up. Kansas City's now a nine and a half point favorite with um, a 51 over under. Um, you get the team behind. Uh, you know, you, you generally want to take a look at the quarterback, um, which would be Deshaun Watson's. Technically, it's not a great matchup, but we've seen that quarterback sometimes when they fall way behind. Uh, they could take over this game uh, against the Chiefs. Um, plus the fact you've got that Houston actually did beat Kansas City earlier this year. I don't know how the fuck they did it, but this is going to fall more in line with um, Kansas City getting up. Houston have to play from behind, uh, which, you know, is a big deal for the running backs because there's a lot of talk right now about Carlos Hyde because everybody sees the 29 in DVOA against the rush. Um, and they think that Carlos Hyde is actually going to be play. Well, I liked Carlos Hyde last week because I figured that the game was going to be relatively close, you know, stay close most of the game, which I was actually right on. Um, and I don't think Carlos Hyde was actually the problem last week for a play. But with them coming, having to play from behind, Carlos Hyde will get one or two catches in a game, but... Th- the guy that they're really going to have involved here is going to be Duke Johnson. So, if these if if people want to go ahead and use Carlos Hyde and think that's a great play, that's fine. I'm going to take the savings, go Duke Johnson. Even if you're going to use him as say a third running back uh, on the slate, which is completely possible, uh, Duke Johnson would be the way that I would go here offensive line as far as passing you know rushing ability uh they do not have the advantage they have a distinct disadvantage in this game so gonna be playing from behind yeah i see the dvoa on deandre hopkins i don't really care uh we saw last week especially if will fuller wasn't there isn't there again this week that uh Watson really locks on to DeAndre Hopkins. If you didn't finally notice it last week, uh, then, well, you know, now you know. I do like Will Fuller a little bit because I think a lot of people are going to be off of him. Whether or not he plays, it looked good earlier in the week. Uh, not so much uh, later this week. Now we do have Kenny Stills is actually uh, uh, questionable as well. He should be playing. If you had all three on there, you'd have Bashad Breeland on DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Traverius Ward on Will Fuller, and Kenny Stills against Kendall Fuller. Now, Fuller is out. You're going to have a mismatch of the other three wide receivers that are in here. And that includes uh, Kiki Kuti, DeAndre Carter, and Stephen Mitchell Jr. If you want to delve into that pool, by all means, go ahead. Um, I'm going to try and avoid it as much as humanly possible. Now, the guy that's probably the best value guy, um, instead of one of those three wide receivers, would be at tight end with Darren Fells. Uh, We do have Jordan Aikens questionable again. Uh, We did see that Deshaun Watson will lean on Fells. I actually didn't even 
realize, and I've seen Jordan, I've seen Darren Fells before. I didn't realize how fucking big this dude is. I mean, he's a fucking monster. I don't know why they just don't throw to him every fucking down. But um, facing uh, 14th in DVOA uh, defense with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they are 22nd in DVP. So they allow uh, roughly about 11 points per game on FanDuel and 14.2 on DK. And you're getting them at a value price. So it's quite possible that you could either fade the top tight ends, go with Darren Fells and pay up elsewhere, or you could do uh, part of the same strategy that I had last week. And I really respect Darren Fells as a player. Uh, it's just I want Jordan Aikens out of there. Um, you could actually go to tight end. So, you know, if you wanted to use uh, Mark Andrews, of course, and then use Darren Fells, you would put Andrews in your tight end spot, and then you'd put Fells in your uh, flex because you want to leave that as a flexible option. So definitely keep that in consideration. Other side of the field. Um, hold on one second. Maybe if I want to put Darren Fells in the fucking goddamn write-up, idiot. God, so stupid. Okay. Uh, Kansas City side, uh, Mahomes is definitely in play. Um, he's going to be pricey. He's going to be second highest price to Lamar Jackson. Um, but there is actually a considerable difference in price. Like, say, uh, FanDuel, you would save $800 by going from Jackson to Mahomes. Uh, three, it's not so much on Yahoo. $3 on Yahoo. Uh, $900 on DK in savings, and then 500 on uh, Fantasy Draft. So two of the sites, he's actually he's fairly, you know, discounted. Uh, so that really, really intrigues me there. Now we'd have to check, you know, you know, on a two-game slate, Mahomes is going to be the highest-priced quarterback, uh, maybe outside of... Russell Wilson, but I believe if I looked at it correctly, Mahomes is the highest priced. So, but like I said, I do ex I do expect Kansas City to play from ahead, uh, which means when you're looking at running back, and it's going to be a chalky option, it is going to be Damian Williams. Uh, I do like him across the board. Uh, it's this is this is the same thing that we saw with Singletary last week. Is it quite possible that you could go Mahomes and, and uh, Williams? Absolutely. Just because it, it worked with Josh Allen last week. And then if you wanted to just take Mahomes, grab all the points, you know, no matter uh, who he throws it to, who he gets a touchdown, you're still accumulating points that way. And you can go um, in an opposite direction for, say, your wide receiver and tight ends. Um so don't be afraid of it. I was a little skeptical doing it last week, and I should have done it. Uh, I didn't do it, and I paid a hefty price for it. Um, so, but uh, you know, we look at we look at wide receiver, and Tyreek Hill is definitely in play now. DVOA isn't all that great, um, 
but we do like the outside receivers uh, with speed. I guess the Houston Texans look no further than A.J. Brown uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, John Brown was actually pretty good. He was actually open, and Allen couldn't get him the ball last week. So definitely don't, like, sit on him or sleep on him. There's a lot, a lot of talk about Sammy Watkins. You know, the guy that no matter what you put him in your you put him in your write up and just continues to burn you ever since you blew up on week one. So for right now I'm including Sammy Watkins in there. Just because I believe what you're gonna see in there is you're gonna see still that shit ton of targets. The guy that I actually am intrigued about as a direct pivot for Sammy Watkins is, of course, going to be McCole Hardman. Not great. DVOA should, you know, come out of the slot. Should see a little bit of Hargreaves. Uh, no matter what, he'd see Robe, uh, Bradley Roby, uh, who he can actually have an advantage on. So I don't hate it. I'm going to take a look at that. Uh, you're basically looking for, here's what you're looking for. You're looking for him to get that bomb, of course. And then what you want Sammy to do is do what Sammy does and not do a fucking thing. Because no matter if Hardman only gets that one touchdown, like one catch, one touchdown, let's say he gets, you know, a 40-yard bomb, or 40-yard bomb, it's usually throw about 20 yards out. But it's a 40-yard touchdown. That's all he gets, one catch, 40, you know, 40-yard touchdown. So there's 10, uh, 10 and a half, 11 points right there. And if Watkins gets, like, one catch for, you know, or let's just say two catches for 40 yards, right? So that's only six points. I mean, you have that distinct advantage. You have that leverage position. So I think Hardman's in play. Definitely as a Sammy Watkins pivot. I'll take a look into it a bit more. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how I'm going to run it. So, but uh, been a lot of talk. You know, Travis Kelsey is questionable. I think it's a knee, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 15th in DVOA, I guess, tight ends. 24th in uh, points allowed to the tight end position, 10.5 and 13.1. Uh you have Jaleel Adai. He is questionable. That would be the main guy covering Kelsey. Um, there's a huge swing from about five weeks ago. It's actually six weeks ago. So let's see, 17, 14. So about week 13, I need to find out what that matchup was because they jumped up considerably in that matchup in DVOA. And I can't remember for the life of me who it was that they faced in that game. Um, it was somebody good, too. It might have been Kansas. God, was that a San Francisco game? I'll have to figure it out. But that that's when you get a high jump in there in the DVOA and then it settles back down, that generally means that they faced 
somebody really fucking good right there, like an elite tight end, which means that I would definitely consider Travis Kelsey um, in that spot. But uh, we'll take a look. Take a look. I still like Andrews a bit more uh, just because you'll get the cost savings on there. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Sunday night game. 640 Eastern Seattle at Green Bay. Open Green Bay, three and a half point favorite, 46 over under. It has gone up to Green Bay as a four and a half point favorite, 47 over under. Which means, what do we got here? We got Russell Wilson passing, right? So, should be playing from behind on Green Bay. I think this game stays rel- relatively close, though. Um, the only thing that you really have to consider with Russell Wilson is whether or not you think he's going to get the monkey off his back as far as um, he's never won in Lambeau. Uh, The last several times that he has faced the Packers, he has just been a turnover machine for whatever reason. Now, you know, you've only had Mike Pettin in town for this year and last year, so... Uh, completely different defenses, but it is a pass rush defense, and they rely on turnovers. So, could be that I might have been a week too early using Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe we go Green Bay Packers this week. Uh, there's a specific reason why. Um, so, but I will definitely put Russell Wilson into consideration. Um, Maybe just on a two-game slate because you're going to have to. Uh, you may get a price break on that. Um, generally, I don't like using any of the wide receivers, but I but I need to take a look at Lockett. I need to take a look at Metcalf. Uh, you do have Kevin King against DK Metcalf. Uh, Kevin King's actually been playing pretty decent, but he's had he's had issues sometimes with top end wide receivers. Now that's the key. Do you consider DK Metcalf a top-end receiver, or has he just been really fucking good lately? That's kind of the question. Um, King holds the advantage, uh, according to the Pro Football Focus. We will see. Uh, If this was Jair Alexander on DK Metcalf, I would actually take DK Metcalf all fucking day. But it's not. It's Kevin King, so we got to take a look in there. Now, tight ends, here's another tight end that you can consider. I probably like Fells a little bit more uh, just for price. And that's, uh, you can look at Hollister. Uh, like I said, you do save you do save a bit of money going down to Darren Fells here. <coughs> I'll give you the prices across uh, from Hollister to Fells. So you have 5,700 compared to 5,200. So you save 500 there. Uh, Yahoo, not so much. It's $14 compared to 13. Uh, DK, you're looking at $4,000 down to 3,500. And then on Fantasy Draft, you're looking at 8,300 down to $6,500 for Darren Fells. So uh, really good to pivot over to Fells on there. Probably be chalky as shit, but. Uh, I am not worried about the Seattle Seahawks rush uh, pass rush at all. I can tell you that right now. Uh, can they do something? Sure. But they're going to need Balaga to go out. That's kind of the key. If Balaga holds up, uh, the Packers are going to win this all game. 
all day. Jesus Christ, did I put six? I do have six quarterbacks out of the four fucking games. Great. Great. Think you got to consider Aaron Rodgers. Um, this could actually be more of the two-game slate play. Um, he's been mediocre at best. Uh, price point generally will drive this on whether or not he's in, in you know play. Uh, Seattle 15th in DVOA against the pass. 15th, so, you know, right in the middle. Uh, DVP, 17.5 points allowed on FanDuel, 19 points allowed per game on DraftKings. They hold the advantage in both the run and the pass game. I am a little bit more on the running game, so this is why I'm probably more on uh, a fade of Rodgers. Although it would surprise me uh, for him to have a pretty decent game. But, I mean... It's really mediocre. It's right in the middle. So depending on who you could go up to get versus who you would have to sacrifice um, at the other positions, that's kind of the play there. Uh, I would choose Aaron, like I said, I'd choose Aaron Jones before i choose Aaron Rodgers, although I do like Devontae Adams against Trey Flowers, who is currently questionable, uh, should be playing. So even if you don't like Rodgers, I think you do have to take a look at Adams here. Uh, just gets double-digit you know, target workload and stuff like that. Um, you're going to have Alan Lazard working on the other side against Shaquille Griffin. And then at times you'll have Geronimo Allison, but I'm not really on him. Um, I don't think he can be. I think it's either if you if you want to pivot off Adams and just use a one and done, or uh, uh, long shot, you know, target or whatever. I think it would be Lazard before it beat anybody else. Now you do get Devontae Adams. Sometimes he lines up in the slot, which you would be facing the rookie Ugo Abadi. I don't like him. Uh, he's not a very good uh, corner, uh, but he's young. He's a fourth rounder. What do you want? What do you want him to do? But uh, let's see. Last but certainly not least, as far as skill position players, I think you can look at Jimmy Graham. Now, for right now, I'm actually including uh, Robert Tanyan who's been the thorn in our ass, you know, most of the season when we've looked at uh, Green Bay tight ends. I may just pass it as a whole, but, um, you know, more than likely it's just it's just Jeremy Graham, but I actually kind of like the other four that I already have in there. So um, does have the advantage, 17th of DVOA against the tight end. We like the tight end, you know, versus Seattle. Then 30th in points allowed to the tight end position, 12.2 on FanDuel, uh, 15.7 on DK. So uh, he's cheap He's cheap on FanDuel and on DK. Like he's even cheaper than Darren Fells. So, I mean, honestly, you can really kind of take a look in there and see what you like. Uh, including Packers defense, I know I – I know somebody's going to go, oh, you fucking Packer, Packer, God damn it. Uh, well, you know what? Yeah, I am. Um, I They're cheap, 
They're third, fifth, fourth, and fourth across the board. If you don't like it, go fucking pay all the way down for Seattle. I don't give a shit. If it means that you can fit a better player in there, don't be afraid to just go ahead and punt that fucking defense. Especially if it's a high risk, you know, kind of like a high risk, low reward type guy. Don't be afraid to punt your fucking defense. Just, I mean, balls to the wall, just fucking do it. Don't be married to whatever defense. Don't be, I have to get this this in. You don't have to. We saw what happened this last week. Fucking Houston, what is it? Houston had a touchdown. Did Houston have a touchdown? No, they just had, they had the sacks and everything. Uh, Tennessee got that fucking ridiculous touchdown at the end of the fucking game. Hey, just shit happens. I do like San Francisco. I will say one thing about San Francisco, though, and that's uh, I like their special teams a bit more uh, than any other defense um, on the board. So uh, definitely keep it in consideration. I am going to go back to the drugstore and go get some more medicine. This has been your first walkthrough uh, for the divisional round playoffs. Hopefully, I'll be uh, I'll I'll sound a bit better. Although I'm probably going to do the podcast tonight and have it ready for you guys in the morning, so it's going to be the same nasally uh, stuffed up sound that you're hearing right now. But uh, we'll get there. We'll get there one way or another. Just dealing with it. Talk to you guys later.